Welcome back to the OSIsoft Pi Geeks podcast, recently named Pi Geeks. So um, we have a name. We do, and we have a winner to our competition, Mariana. Mariana from OSIsoft, who suggested the name Pi Geeks. So congratulations, Mariana! You will get a fantastic prize package. All right, this today. <laughs> today we're presenting on the topic of OSIsoft input/output, OSIsoft I/O. So OSIsoft has eyes and ears. We have a way of telling our customers about what's going on. We also have a way of hearing about what our customers want, and that is the marketing department. Yeah, I guess our marketing department is the interface between OSIsoft and our customers. Sure. So, uh, so we really want to learn more about the inputs, the channels we get uh, customer feedback from, through, and the uh, the ways that we push things out to customers. Right, because you know whether whether our customers like it or not, the, one of the biggest ways that they will see OSI Soft is through the lens of the marketing department, through the okay. way our logo looks like, through the way our uh, videos come out, through the products themselves and how they look. Like that's all influenced by something from marketing. Yeah. So. For this podcast, we have invited Mike Dupuy. Welcome, Mike Dupuy. <laughs> Hello, Glenn Sharp and Stuart Collins. Um, all formalities aside, hi guys. Uh, glad to be here, and uh, you know, happy to help and answer any questions that you guys have about the marketing department, what we yeah. do, uh, what we want to do, and, and what we've done in the past. Let's let's start by learning more about you. So, when did you start at OSI? Uh, I started about four and a half years ago. Uh, came in from a totally different field, but I've, I've always knew that, uh, I've always known that, uh, I wanted to get into, to marketing. Uh, the, you know, the marketing side of a business to me, uh, holds a lot more than just a little pamphlet here and there and a, and a, you know, URL that has your name on it. Yeah. Um, just like you guys touched in the intro, to me, marketing is really the, the input and the output of a company. And one of the things that came up in our conversation yesterday was the idea that customers, when they have something and they have feedback for us about something they want in their products, it needs to eventually get to the developers who are making the product. And well, how does that actually happen? It's not like they have you know the developer's email address and they send it to them and the developer reads it, but often it goes through marketing. Is that right? That's correct. Um, sometimes they actually do have that developer email address. Okay. It's uh, but but you know most of the time. So when when we look at campaigns, um, you know to me a campaign is is definitely. The, one of the action items for them, that campaign is to get input from the world, right? Whether they're customers, prospective customers, partners, whoever. A lot of the times it comes back through us. And, you know, whenever there's a campaign that goes out, one of the main action items, even though you think it's very, very simple, is to get back some feedback, right? So, so just kind of that continuous motion where it's, you know, you get a feedback in and you get something out is, is kind of one of our goals for all the campaigns that we put out. And what is, what is the structure of the marketing group now? Like it came from something and now like what sorts of specialists do you have in it and where's the leadership and who, how does it all work? Uh, so we're, the, our leadership now comes from, from John Peterson. Um, you know, John's a, the OSI soft veteran. Uh, he's been here for, I want to say 15 years, but don't quote me on that. I think he's been around for, for either 15 or more. Um, and then when it, you know, you go down one level and then we have kind of a, a layer of, of, uh, uh, directors, right? We have event directors, we have product management directors. Um, I'm missing a lot of people. Oh my God. Oh, please don't. You know, I want to thank my mom and my agent. And, um, um, from there we actually have directors and then, and those guys get into the teams, right? And then we have this, the teams are usually made up of, of multiple specialists. Um, uh, 
launch products or whenever we have announcements around products, they kind of manage, coordinate the teams. Okay, so not necessarily just like making pamphlets and pretty uh, graphics, but also just coordinating all the pieces of OSI soft around. Exactly, coordinating the people that are going to be putting the content together for those graphics and all that. So a lot of the behind the scenes of OSI soft. Exactly. Uh, And then we have actually the marketing communication team, which is my team, and, and we have a lot of different specialists in there, but we're... We're focused on the, on the stewardship of the message, um, that comes out of OSISoft. So message can be very broad. It can, you know, ban, uh, brand, it can be content, all that stuff kind of goes through our team. And we, you know, we have on the team, we have some of the, the tech more on the, on the technical side of writing, right? So for those pamphlets or, or mm-hmm. the different campaigns, uh, we have the web designers. We have our, our wonderful graphic designers that have been doing a lot of great work in the past two years of, of um, kind of, not recycling our brand, but making sure our brand doesn't get stepped on and, uh-huh. and people don't forget about it. Um, and now we're actually growing. We have a few more designers. We actually have a, a new video uh, editor, uh, producer, editor, producer, uh, who's going to come in and kind of help us cross that bridge and, and um, utilize what's become this, this great publishing channel, which is video, right? I mean, I like it's not become, it's been around for quite a while. Yeah, that reminds me, one of the questions I want to ask is what are the new projects you foresee in the future? Like maybe one is a lot more video format of, you know, getting the message out. But is there, are there other like exciting secret projects you have planned? Uh, the secret projects? Yeah, yeah I have a lot. Um, no, I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of video. Um, I, I'm sure, you know, we'll go through this, uh, this podcast and you guys will realize that I have the shortest attention span of all the interviewees that you guys will get through uh, no. this whole series. Uh, other than Glenn. Yeah, uh, I would like to let all listeners know that Mike is rather animated and uses gestures a lot, for sure. Yeah, yeah, very true. Uh, I use my hands a lot. Um, and when I see him, he's always moving somehow. Like, if I, if I were to view my history of you in my mind, yeah. It's, it's like a like, fast-forward video, and I look like I'm a robot moving around all the time. So, um, so we've got sort of this marketing department mobilizing here in California, but we've also got a lot of... Um, burgeoning offices overseas how are we how are we working towards getting them uh, translating our taglines and our marketing message in say asia uh it's a, it's actually a pretty daunting task i mean any any company that starts going global or not starts going any company that grows and becomes a, a global company is always going to have this huge barrier um and it's something that we have to learn um there's output that comes out of headquarters but there's also a lot of input that comes out from all these different regional offices and some people even though they don't wear marketing hats they wear they have to kind of jump in and 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 step in and say hey you guys here's our input from our side asia's not going to understand you know this tagline or asia's not going to respond well to something like this so we have to tailor so we tend to rely on our people in the other offices to tell us what works what doesn't rather than like an, an outside consultant that's telling us this will work in Asia or this won't. Yeah, I mean, we have, uh, it's a partnership, right? It's okay, always, we use both. Yeah, so we use both. And, and, you know, sometimes, a lot of times people, you know, the, the reason why there's kind of the, the negative connotation when it comes to agency is because people think, hey, we're going to hire this agency and, um, you know, they're going to do it for us. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't matter what language you speak, where you are, you hire an agency here in California and tell them this is what I want to do without giving them the right tools or giving them the right subject matter experts, you're never going to get a, a quality product. Mm-hmm. So, so we're, we're here in Silicon Valley. I mean, we're surrounded by tech startups, software companies that, you know, 
integral parts of everybody's lives, and in particular, software companies that have really colorful marketing campaigns going on all the time. Every startup that comes out of San Francisco has a really it's, saturated yeah. color website. They have offices with you know cool name, yeah. abstract art on the offices walls. Look like you're back in college or Discovery Zone or something. All this is going on in the Bay Area. Does there are there any companies around that you look towards and say I would like OSI to be more like that, image wise? Uh, what do you use for inspiration? That's a that's a tough question, guys. Sorry. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, it, it's a good question. I um, yeah, I'm kind of on the fence, right? I um, I walk into an office. I walk, you know, a lot of creative agencies or a lot of, you know, like you said, tech startups. You walk in and sure, the walls look great. And there's a brand new paint and and you know they have this brand new name that's just phonetically sounds great but it looks like crap on their paper and no one's ever going to remember in two years because you know it was great and popped up and and it was fine and the office looked great the people are really creative um but big fan of of infrastructure right i mean if you have not saying that these companies don't have stable infrastructures but you know as as osi soft we've been around for 20 years or 30 years sorry um, we have this great infrastructure and, and even though, you know, we don't have, um, you know, great abstract art on the wall and, and we're not, you know, in, in, uh, south of the south of market district, right next to Dottie's cafe and Twitter, mm-hmm. um, you know, this, this company is, is it's not going anywhere. Um, so let's move into fast answer questions and these aren't so much going to be related to, uh, our some of them have to do with marketing, and yeah. some of them have to do with you, Mike. All right, yeah. let's do it. It's like the hot seat on ESPN. Was that the answer to the first question? Did I fail? I'm just uh, kidding. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so oh, we're going to start with your motor, th- your enthusiasm for motorcycles. Um, what bikes do you own? Uh, I have a, uh, a Ducati Hyper Motard. Um, that's actually my uh, that's my favorite bike right now. Um, it's a, uh, it's a very kind of a motocross style, uh, bike, I would say. But you sit more like traditionally. Yeah. Yeah. Motocross style. And, uh, that's actually why I like it. Your, uh, your weight transfer is totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you stand up, you look, you look up, you're not mm-hmm. crouched in. It's a very, it's a very city friendly bike, mm-hmm. uh, very twisty friendly bike. So I'd love to, uh, to get out there. Do you have a favorite marketing blog or book that you follow? Like what do you use for inspiration in marketing? Um, Jay Bayer, Jay Bayer, Bayer, uh, is one of my favorite authors. Jay's been, uh, very, very, uh, prolific in the, in the words, in the world of, of social media, social marketing. It's, you know, to me, it's actually Jay, uh, last name Bayer, B-A-E-R. Um, I want to keep this answer short, so that's, that's, I'll Got keep it. it okay, cool. Safe. So, um, tell us about some of the charity events you do. I've heard about them. Charity, oh man, that's my that's my soft spot. Um, you guys want me to oh, no. short answer on this? Yeah, just short answer. Oh, short just, answer. Uh, the Canary, uh, sorry, the Canary Foundation, which is a foundation around early detection of cancer. Okay. Um, because this is a podcast, I'll use the other name for the next charity. Uh, it's called Let's F Cancer. It's letsfcancer.com. If you guys are looking for it, it's a charity that's uh, or actually a movement around education of uh, the Gen Y generation okay. uh, for cancer and cancer prevention and, and cancer talks. With, um, and then the third one is uh, advokids.org. Uh, and advokids actually supplies legal services for 
uh, foster children or children in the foster system in California. So Awesome. All right. So you've heard a lot of speakers from OSSoft. Do you have a favorite speaker from OSSoft or somebody you're just like, they're going up and you're like, this could be great. Um, I, th- I mean, just like everybody else, I, you know, I, I really like to, uh, to hear Pat talk. All the, all this, the, the talks he's given have been just, you know, wonderful, great to listen to, and also available on our website. Marketing blog. <laughs> Um, so what is some of the, so we always bring marketing bling, we like to call it, to conferences. Swag, swag, yeah, 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 that's the, swag is the market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. some examples for this. We've had, like, so phone chargers with OSS We have, like, strangely colored ties, we've had, like, G-balls. Those were internal only. Okay. So. <laughs> uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, what's the, what's the strangest thing we've ever tried to give to people? Uh, strangest thing, strangest thing. <laughs> Was actually a staple remover. Okay. Uh, we actually still have like some. Like a little teeth? No, not teeth. even. It no. was one of those weird ones. And I don't know if you guys have ever had this, but it's a, it looks like a, it looks like a, like a, I don't even know, like a, like a butter knife or something like that. But uh-huh. it was just like, you literally, it's not even a remover because you have to do it twice. So you have uh-huh. to put it on one side of the, uh, the staple to like open it up, right? The backside. And uh-huh. then you have to go on the other side. And you have to pull it, and pull, you know, it out. pull it out. Yeah. But if you only have two papers stapled together, the force, like the paper, you're and like them. the you're gonna rip the paper. So it's like a paper ripper rather than a, a staple remover. <laughs> and people just were asking, like, what are these things? Yeah. And at one point, we just started having fun, like, oh no, these are uh, beer yeah. cap or right. uh, uh-huh. beer openers and stuff like that. They were just, it was a weird Sheet butter knives. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just weird. So that's the oddest thing we've given out. Okay. Mike, this is the last question, and we ask it to everybody. Um, if you are out at a party or at an event, and someone who's totally not software savvy, one of your buddies, asks you, "Mike, what do you do?" What's uh, and you you know you say OSI soft. No one's ever heard of OSI soft. We all expect that. What's your seconds. what's your yeah thirty second or the attention span of somebody who doesn't know it yeah thirty seconds all right so what I, fir- I first start off with saying you know to to kind of put them in their element and say okay well um, usually the story I, I go to is is uh, the power and utilities because it's something that people really uh, grab onto and Cal well, say it to me like, and, say, uh, like I, I am Josh Mo no I don't want to because then it's going to take me more than thirty seconds you guys are uh, 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 yeah. out of time. see see. <laughs> But then I keep them on the hook, right? That's what marketing is all about, attention grabbing, saying, hey. Because, oh. I mean, if I try to explain it and saying, well, we grab the yeah. data, data points, and then, then people would be like, oh, that's when the eyes glaze over. But so. simply, you don't, you don't try to describe what it is necessarily. You, no. You, how, how would you put it? You, you kind of you draw their interest further in it? Yeah, so I, I kind of explain what we do, right? So, okay. I mean, how do you explain an infrastructure, right? How would you explain a, an infrastructure of a road, right? So if you're... For example, Caltrans, and you provide the roads. You know, what do you do? I'm sorry, I provide the roads. Okay, well, I mean, what do you do? Okay, with the so roads? it'd be like explaining Caltrans. Be like, you work for Caltrans. What do you do? Be like, well, I I have these pieces of metal that run from one city to another, and I get these metal boxes, and they shuttle things from this city to that city. Rather than saying, I run a train that, you know, allows commuters to get all the way around the Bay Area. Okay. Right. So I, for me, I mean, that's that's what I've been able to to really kind of explain to people instead of saying, hey, you know, we. You know, every single uh, computer or device has a digital point. We can grab whatever you want, and then their eyes glaze over and like, this doesn't apply to me. If I'm talking to someone about motorcycles, right, and saying, okay, well, what does the Pi system do? Then I can explain and say, well, think of it as if you had your motorcycle, 
and your ECU has all these different um, digital points, right? So your temperature, your your RPM, your uh, your oil pressure, all these different things. They hit when I was 15. I I used to go all these. I mean, I, mean, I couldn't shift for you know, for the life of me. So all my RPMs were all screwed up whenever I was on track. And and you, know, you can explain it that way too. I mean, even though we don't do it, this is what you know, like the kind of data infrastructure is all about. And Always tailor to what they they know. I try to. I mean, that's that's what you know. That's what a, a good marketing campaign would be saying. Okay, well, how do you you know, tell me what I want to know or, or in, in a way that I, you know, I can right. actually understand. And that's yeah. what, to me, that's how I understand the prices. I like that. Makes and sense. then it lets people say, oh, my God. And that's kind of how people innovate, too, right? Say, oh, you could do this, but I, I want to take it further. And that's kind of what, you know, a lot of the projects that we have with kind of our business development side where, um, you know, kind of our, our data projects with, uh, with UCSD where, you know, we'll be able to provide all this data to people and say, hey, what can you do with it? Right, tell me, give me, show me a project that, that you know, getting saves people the world. to the point, getting people to the point of imagination mm-hmm. on this. Where like it's no longer they're struggling to understand this thing. It's more like, oh, I got it. Oh, what could I do with it? Like, uh-huh. yeah, there's a. I, I don't know if. if and would you say people... that's that's what marketing is really trying to do with the Pi system? Is get everybody to the moment of imagination with it? Yeah, and they're I like, think, oh, clearly this is what I need, and all well, the things I could do with it. It's what OSI Soft wants to do, right? As a company, we don't want to tell people how to use our system, right? I mean, it's more of we provide that infrastructure, and you can do. I mean, the the, the opportunities are limitless, right? You can put it in, and you can just historize all the data that you want, and keep it there as just this huge, um, you know, fail-safe data storage unit that you have. Because we're, you know, we're never going to go offline. We have customers that have been on there for 20, 25 years, or you can do it, you know, kind of a, a, a microgrid style where you're monitoring all your grid and you know where the power is coming, where the power is going, and, and, and basically be that data infrastructure behind it. I see. And that's, you know, I think that's what we want to do. We want to let people basically imagine the projects that they want to do. Great. Okay, so hopefully we've educated people on the various inputs and outputs OSI has towards its customers. and Through the marketing department. I mean, we talked about charity and riding motorcycles and reading books at a third grade level. If you have any comments for the marketing department or for OSSoft in general, I suppose, as it is the input of the whole machine, you can send them to podcast at OSSoft.com along with any comments or suggestions for the show. So, Perfect. Thanks, guys. This thank you awesome. very much, Mike. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. My name is Stuart Collins. And I'm Glenn Sharp. And we will see you next time.